Hey, Kirk, how you doing? I'm ready. You're ready to get into the time machine? Yeah, ready to go back in time. For this, <laughs> gonna go back in time. Yeah, for the listeners, they don't know yet that I got a time machine. Yep. And it um, works great. And it, it only goes back 30 years. That's no matter it. what time it is. Yep. It goes back 30 years. 30 years. So we're going back to when, Kirk? Doing math. 1993. That's right. Yep. Yeah, we're no, we're, I don't have a time machine. I just have YouTube. Yeah, which is the same. And you know, everything that ever existed on video at this point exists on YouTube. Yes. Uh, so some generous soul uploaded all the old year in rocks. Yeah, from MTV. That's a lot of work. Uh, which, uh, if if listeners are too young to know, or they weren't paying attention to MTV in the eighties and nineties, mm-hmm. here's the order that it goes. First, there was The Year in Rock, Mm -hmm. which was an annual hour-long special that Mm -hmm. summarized The Year in Rock. In 1987, Kurt Loder joins MTV as the host of The Week in Rock. Yep. Which became a weekly version of 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 news. And in fact, eventually was retitled MTV News. Yes. uh, Still hosted by Kurt Loder. Yeah. Who was... uh, Every Gen X and Zennials TV dad. Yeah. <laughs> Learned a lot. In the in the late 80s and yeah. early 90s. Legendarily choked up when Kurt Cobain died. Yes. One of the first to announce it. Yeah. Walter Cron- he was our Walter Cronkite. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everyone liked and looked up to yeah. Kurt Loder. Because he always did seem, you know, all the VJs were fun and yeah. cute. And Kurt Loder was dad. Like, he seemed like he was the authority figure. Yes. Keeping things together yeah. at MTV. Exactly. While, you know, uh, Paulie Shore was the weasel. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, John da- Sencio's hanging out in the beach house. Downtown Julie Brown's going wubba, wubba, wubba. wubba. Kurt Loder is like, all right, boys and girls, something happened. We have more to, to tell you about it immediately. Yeah. And also Tabitha Soren was... One of the young people. But responsible. But was sort of like, yes, she yeah. had, she was like, I'm here to I'm do sure journalism I take my with, job right. with Kurt. Right. Um, anyway, this is all to say that this whole episode. Yes. Kirk and I are going to watch The Year in Rock 1993. So excited. A 45-minute, without commercials. Yes. Review of everything that happened in 1993. Which is great. This is only the third time we have watched one long video. Yes, we did Bad. Bad by Michael Jackson. The surprisingly really entertaining parking lot one that I can't remember the name. Heavy Metal Parking Lot. Super entertaining. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Both of those had follow-ups. We watched Bad and then also Fat. Yeah. The Weird Al video parody. And then after we watched Heavy Metal Parking Lot, there was a Where Are They Now from like 15 years Mm -hmm. later. Which was still older when we watched it than the heavy metal parking oh. lot was when we watched. So sad. The, yeah. Because uh, <laughs> that's now like 35 yeah. years ago. Um, this, we have no follow up. We're just going to watch this. Although it is divided into segments. Yeah. Um, I'm curious to see how it will go because MTV famously does everything very quickly. Yes. So. Just if there's a thing that you want to stop and talk about, yeah, you know, shout out if you want me to pause it and we'll pause it. And then on my side, I'll pause it if we need to. Absolutely. Because it covers a lot. It does a lot. Now, yeah. for context again, mm-hmm. 1993, you are 11. 11. At the end of 1993, I'm 11 years old. Yes. yes. Not allowed to watch MTV. 
I was, this is right around the time I was not allowed to watch MTV, but I was watching MTV. Okay, yeah. Because I believe it was in 1993. Uh, I remember what happened is my brother and I were staying at our grandmother's for the weekend because my parents were going mm-hmm. out of town. And they were doing a marathon of the real world season two, Los yeah. Angeles. So my brother and I were binge watching. Oh, that's good. The real world LA. Yeah. And then we had to go home before the marathon was over. Mm-hmm. So I just kept watching it at home. And yeah. then that like broke the seal. I was like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to keep watching MTV. Yeah. And if mom and dad start coming downstairs, I'll change the channel. Yeah. It's very easy. Yeah, I can handle this. Yes. It, was, it speaks to how innocent a kid I was that I hadn't figured that out yeah. earlier. It's right. Like, Oh, yeah, you just lie. Yeah. You just <laughs> lie to your parents. Yeah, which you just you do. You just lie and deceive. Yeah, it's fine. And it's you. And then most of the time, you don't get caught. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, what lying does. Or or more likely, they know what you're doing and just don't care that They're much. Just like, I can't, just like, I don't, don't, don't want to deal with this. The bandwidth to deal yeah, with this. Yes. Yeah. So I think I may have watched The Year in Rock 93 when it aired. Okay. But in the macro, this is also right around the age for me where I'm sort of... Coming online pop culturally. Yeah. So I do remember all this stuff happening. Except there is a segment where they talk about the actual news that happened that oh, year. And I'm yeah. like, this is much vague. This is much vaguer to me. Like I kind of remember these things, but not nearly as well as I remember when the chronic dropped. Yeah. Like that was a That's, way bigger yeah. deal on the schoolyard when Snoop Doggy Dog was the new thing. I mean, honestly, same for me because I, I 1903, I'd just been a, about a year in uh, Chicago. Yeah. So it's been a year. I've been almost under a year in Chicago doing theater. And old enough, because I was tw- you know 22 going into 23, old enough to like go out, party, do all that shit, mm-hmm. but still young enough to be like, oh, fucking MTV. I, you right. can still watch Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah. I mean, you're, you were more the target audience at yeah. that age than even I was. Yeah. Being a young college kid. Yeah. Uh, or just out of college. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm like... Yeah, I remember when Bill Clinton was elected and, like, the don't ask, don't tell yeah. thing. But I was too young to know why any of it mattered or why I should care. Right. So. But same with me because I'm, like, I'm 2023. Yeah. I give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. I just want to hear what's going on in pop culture. Well, by the time I was your age, I was much more of an ally. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, not at 11. Yeah. No. I wasn't supposed to care about it. Exactly. But I was I was uh, aware enough of the world at large yeah. that I remember those things happening. And they do talk about that because, again, Kurt Loder and Tabitha Sword are journalists. They're real journalists. Except now Kurt is 77 years old and I believe retired. He's got to be. He was already almost 50 at this point, yeah, which for MTV up. is ancient. Yeah, it's just because he came from Rolling Stone and had the bona fides. Yeah, and Tabitha Sword is a photographer now. She doesn't do, oh, that's she doesn't awesome. do journalism anymore. Um, and she was everybody's crush. Yeah. Except for me, my crush was Kennedy. Yeah. <laughs> who turned out to be, yeah. I guess she was always like a young Republican. Yeah. Um, so I don't care for her politics, but you can see why her type yeah, was absolutely. right in my wheelhouse, yes. even at that age. I was like, I don't understand these feelings, but I know that she's my type. I like her. <laughs> yep. No, mine was Diane yeah. Julie Brown. The glasses, the curly, like red, Very Paul. dark red hair and the snarky Gen yes. X attitude. Very Paul. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, downtown Julie. Well, she was more like the late eighties. Was she still in MTV? In there? Yeah, yeah. I think because they were still. Oh, yeah, because she was still doing Club MTV, right. and then maybe around that time she left. 
Because then it became the grind, and then Eric took over. Eric Muse yeah. took over the grind. Downtown Julie Brown isn't even my fa- isn't even my favorite. I MTV know you like the Brown. other down. <laughs> you like the other Julie Brown. Who's fine? What? Uh, uh, just say Julie. Just Brown. say Julie. She's funny. Yeah. I don't She's think great. it was great. Earth Girls are easy. Yeah, that's the okay. Homecoming Queen's got a gun. All that's that a great song. Everything yeah. else, I was like, eh. you weren't into Just Say Julie. Eh, it's okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's all the context yeah, that's that all we're going to do. We're just going to start watching this. This is exciting. And, and, and 1993, I watched this recently and I was like, that was a great year. For oh, yeah. 93 was a great year in general. 30 years ago. Let's start it. This is, this is like, an, um, you can see they have the network bumpers. So oh, someone must this. have uploaded this from like, like an internal copy. A hundred percent. Yeah. Segment A. Ah, oh, this is going to bring back memories. First person you see, RuPaul. Paul, yep. Because this is the year of uh, yep. Superman. I remember these. The, the set? Yeah, just, yeah. yeah. probably noticed it was a year in which more than anything else people acted very very strangely chart-topping rock stars grumping about the burdens of fame top-selling rappers oh they, they mean kurt cobain yeah. who in a few months will kill himself yeah over it. right so. <laughs> a year later yeah oh he's always grousing about he's how hard problems. it is problems and then he put a shotgun on yeah. his chin and yeah. There's street cred with gunfights and multiple police busts. And of course, Michael Jackson, who this year inhabited a world of weirdness all his own. The next hour, we're going to... Re- Again, they're being awfully glib yeah. about These what, in, in hindsight, was way darker yeah. than anyone treated it. Yeah. They're like, yeah, isn't that funny? Yeah. This seems, Wacko Jacko is at it again. This already seems like old-fashioned. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> because, well, because it's, this is the peak of Gen X culture where yeah. everything is just like... Everything's so stupid. Whatever. Whatever. It doesn't even matter anyway. Yeah, it's just so dumb. Why am I even just, watching it's this? It's so cynical. I'm watching this, but I don't really like it. Yeah. <laughs> I've never really been able to shake that <laughs> yeah, attitude. Yeah. Maybe that's why my parents didn't want me watching MTV <laughs> on Impressionable Live 1993 in all its bizarre, thunder-headed glory. Drag queen dance hits and cartoon-crazed congressmen. To 70s retro, severed genitalia, and $75 concert tickets. First of all, let's take a look at the... is the cheap seat. I mean, that's like, if you got $75 for that, you're like, please. (laughs) Biggest sounds of 1993. Here we go. May have been a bad year for lumbering old hair bands. Goodbye, Warren. So long, Poison. But for such acts as Pearl Jam, Nirvana, Janet Jackson, Soul Asylum, and U2, the pop breezes were balmy, and the sometimes treacherous chart waters were warm and welcoming. Here's the story. Oh, fuck yeah. I mean, right away, the most badass of Janet's... Yeah. Songs, right? Yeah. Well, it was a very good year for purveyors of mainstream pop music. Janet Jackson, for example, continued her winning quest. Never looks better. Such a great album. And Terry Lewis. No, God, no. This song is so bad. It's so bad. This it, album is so bad. But it also reminds me, remember, the fate, like, that was the last album he ever made, and then he just quit making albums. Yes. He didn't retire, but he announced even then he was like I'm not going to make albums anymore that was 30 years that's insanity 30 years since Billy Joel made a recorded a new pop song yeah I mean and not that this album quote unquote ruined him or anything because he kept touring and doing all his other yeah I mean that was a huge hit we my my roommate it sucks but it was a hit bought this album and we listened to it and make fun of it (laughs) yeah Because it was that bad. Truly, it was the smooth by Santana and Rob Thomas Oof. of 93. It's so bad. <laughs> it 
Also terrible. This song sucks. <laughs> this sucks. I'm so sorry. Bad. This song. I know it's about his son. Yeah, but it can still suck. It still sucks. Rod Stewart, who abandoned electricity for a new generation of big record God, sales. I, I hated him for so long. Oh, no, underrated a, Mariah Carey song. What a breath of fresh air after those two uh, moldy oldies. Dream Lover needs more love because I that's mean, such a good song. Choosing a favorite Mariah song isn't easy. Yeah. I love this song. Fledgling songbird Mariah Carey. Fledgling songbird. So young. Years. But none of this is any surprise. Yeah. <laughs> wow. In utero came out. Oh, yeah. The real music story of 1993 was the renaissance of rock, a genre now approaching mm-hmm. its 40th anniversary. Rock and roll was only 40 years old. That's insanity. <laughs> I can't process that yeah. math. Yeah. Like uh, the idea that like 40 years ago now is the mid 80s. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. Nirvana, the punkiest band since the heyday of punk 16 years ago, went straight to the top of the Billboard charts with its very punk first started third 16 album, years ago. That's, that seems to like. First of all, we were going to put out a record that would completely, you know. It's my buddy Pat. Oh, yeah! Pat's here. Your friend. People from every city would show up, you know. But that wasn't the case. Even more extraordinary was the ascent of Pearl Jam, whose second album, yeah. Versus, exploded on the Again, chart. Again, we like them. Even though I don't like them, this, the the stuff that I do come closest to liking is all on verses. The album oh, okay. Nearly a million copies in its first week of release. Damn. <laughs> God, I hate this song. <laughs> but they're cool. There's, there's our buddy, Jeff Amen, our sellout friend from Green River. There's stores that were selling that many records in a day. I have no perspective on that at all. Spin Doctors. I, I mean, I, I like this song. I don't give a shit. Fuck it. I like this song. Soul Asylum sucks balls. Okay, now we part ways. Sucks I was just going to say, balls. we have never brought up Soul Asylum on the show, ever. I like Soul Asylum. I think Dave Perner is cool. I like Roll, uh, Runaway Train. I, I never bought the albums. I never went deep on Soul Asylum, but I like Soul Asylum. Doesn't surprise me one single bit that you hate. Runaway Train sucks. The only good thing about Runaway Train is that they make fun of it in uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. (laughs) And also that they found a bunch of missing children because of it. Did they, though? Because of the music video. Did they? They did. (laughs) It was like 50 milk cartons at once. So bad. I don't know if I would listen to that song and go, this is about Runaway Children. It lends itself very, very well to the to the video, but without the video, I don't know if, if you could make that connection. Fuck yes, Cypress Hill. Cypress Hill. Everyone loves the rule. Everyone loves this song. Yeah, because it's great. Love them. You know what we used to do? What we used to get high and listen to Cypress Hill. <laughs> Yeah, me too. I was really? Yeah. yeah. I remember being on summer vacation and watching that video and being like, this song is weird, but I like it. <laughs> Why is it Which so is weird? still what I think about it. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> 
Okay, you too. Oh, Sue Ropa yeah. sucks. Yeah, remember this shit? Uh, this is bullshit. Now, I, 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 a year or two later, there before was Acting Baby, which I really like. There's, there's, I like the, t- uh, um, not the title track, uh, Mysterious Ways. Mysterious Ways is great. You hate I still one. Kind of like one. I love one. I, I mean, one just got so overplayed. Yeah. I don't, I can't even tell if I dislike it or if I'm just permanently sick of it. Yeah, I can understand that. Um, but I never loved it. I loved it. And, and that album's great. Has the fly on it. I know, I forgot about that. Yeah. That song sucks. But this album is egregious. Yeah. And this video's dumb. Finally, we get to hear the edge. Something sing. no one asked for. <laughs> Trust some of the, the, the caricature rock and roll sounds, the wound up guitars. He's wearing a general's outfit. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) I don't have the energy to care. This whole band is one giant whatever. (laughs) Like a lot of you do. So you're not even, because there's a definitive like Gen Xers who are like earlier choosers. Really? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Their first single is great and they just got progressively worse (laughs) straight from the beginning. The first single is um, I Will Follow. Yeah. Which is great. However, it's just a direct ripoff of Joy Division. Oh, which yeah. Which is like what they were doing. Because yeah. they had, they, you know, they're 19, they're 20, they're allowed to have a contrived yeah, they gotta have sort some. of copied musical identity. And it is a great ripoff of yeah. Joy Division. Like yeah. that song is fantastic. I like that song. Uh, and then they just got worse over the years until they became putrid. Insufferable. Yeah. I like still like some other stuff. Hey, wait me! Singing the biggest song of all time. Bodyguard. Bodyguard's a good movie. I never saw the movie. Yeah, movie's terrible. It did. Oh, because it had the UB40 Elvis cover on. I hate that. I think it's pretty good. I always liked UB40. Two bad things that go awful together. I think it's interesting. I don't think Judgment Night comes up at all in this special. Oh. But it's interesting that in 1993, you have The Bodyguard, Sliver, and Judgment Night. All movies that are arguably more famous for their soundtracks than the movies. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. This was that era like where they're... Thing. Yeah. This is that era where they're like, we got to have a banger. we got to really put some thought into the soundtrack. Yeah. Like, it became an important thing. Yeah. And that's what Kurt's saying. Like, yeah, this movie fucking bombed, but the, the soundtrack's always... Yeah. It's always incredibly important to any film. Peak Sharon Stone. Stone. Like Love Sliver. Sharon Stone. <laughs> really needed those two. <laughs> now I'm gonna guess that you fucking hate this. The song, song is dog shit. I love it. I, I love s- the proclaimers. I know so many people who love this song. I I I like all proclaimers songs. So you know more than just the song. Yes. Okay. Yes. I give you crop. I give you props for that. Yeah. For not just knowing this because I know only this song and this song is horrid. I like it. I always liked it. Wow. Did you know? Did you see the movie? I've never seen Benny and June. Benny and June's pretty good. But the proclaimers five year old album cut five hundred miles. Oh, I didn't know it was five years old. Yeah. From when it came out. The, yeah, 88. Sunshine, oh, I think it's Sunshine on Life album. Yeah. Name soundtrack brought Boy George back from oh, the Crying Game. The Crying Game. This is a good song. It I is a like, good song. I like song. time, new romantic colleagues, Duran Duran, mm. Listen. this year. Now, this I don't remember I remember all. this. I, I remember Duran Duran having hits in 1990. I do, and I remember going, oh, it's not, not great. It's not my Duran Duran. Yeah, yeah. That's the problem. Trying to stay relevant. Yeah, yeah. it just wasn't for me. Do you, and then they later on, maybe like three years later, would do um, White Lines. Oh, that was oh, that's right. That yeah, was on. They did yeah. the covers on, which yeah. was it's not, it's actually okay. So what has such a stellar year meant for all these lucky people? 
That's the right attitude to have when you suddenly get famous. Just be like, well, well, this might as well happen. I'm not going to. Like, that's where your Gen X cynicism protects you. Yeah. Because it's the right way of thinking of like, this isn't going to last forever. This is a fluke. And I better not get a big head about it. Yeah, exactly. Because it will treat it. Just treat it like just another day at work. Yeah. Yeah. 93, a year of big albums and big women too, I think. Right, Tom? Big women. Depends what you mean by that, Kurt. But last year, Ooh, that kind of sounds like he was calling her a big woman. Yeah, it was also <laughs> bad patter. Oh yeah, I mean it's all it's also scripted. Yeah, but I mean, look, Tabitha was never the best no. at reading the prompter. She was a journalist, but she was. Yeah, she didn't. Yes, that's yes. how you know she was a serious journalist. And she never. It's interesting. I'm probably going to get into problematic territory ter- ter- territory by putting it this way. She never. Her personality never popped. But she's so cute that <laughs> everyone oh. was in love yeah. with her. Yeah, yeah. But she's she also has a great red vest on. Yeah, she always looked great. Yeah, like, yeah. But she was never like dynamic on camera. No, they really got her to be like a journalist. Yeah. you know. It's called the year of the woman in politics, and this year could be called the year of women in music. Women have always been prominent in pop music, but historically they've been singers who. Did- to talk about the women in music this year, we've got a lady. <laughs> Here's a Miss Thing. Take it away, little lady. <laughs> Go do your thing. It cutie. does kind of seem like he threw to her. It's yeah. Like, well, if we're going to talk about women, I mean, give it to her. I'm going to grab some. Yeah. <laughs> play instruments, or were molded by producers who were men. Women as equal members of the music enterprise really got going with punk 16 years ago. But as Allison Stewart will show us... I remember Allison Stewart. Allison Stewart, Stewart is great. Now, She's awesome. Her personality did pop. Yeah, she knew how to do the camera. She was great. I wish Isabel were here to comment on what Tabitha is wearing. Yes. Because I don't know how to describe it or feel about it. It's a red <laughs> vest over a vest. very... Puffy, blousy, blousy shirt. It's and very ninety three. I, 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 and yeah, and the and she's a redhead, and it all kind of works. And I would dare say she's kind of got the Rachel haircut before. I can kind of see that. Yeah. Yep. Got nineteen ninety three as well. So it was nineteen ninety three. Allison, Allison, Allison talking Stewart. to uh, Ann Powers. Maybe it was really oh great, yeah, I know Ann Powers. So a lot of quick cuts of a bunch of amazing artists yes. just then. She went on uh, to be do a lot of Talking Heads stuff and Powers. And Powers was always in these things. She was a critic for the yeah. Village Voice, then she became a critic for the LA Times, and okay. she's still yeah. around. She's great. That women artists are allowed to just be real. Uh, but, buddy X, buddy X, we showed that their daily lives. The more that audiences are going to want it, and audiences are going to accept it. Early PJ Harvey. Yeah. I just I love Courtney Love having a, something stuck in her craw. Like it just Courtney Love complaining is just makes me feel so comfortable. I, and then you need to listen to <laughs> her recent episode of Mark Marin on WTF. I listened to it. But it was a little frantic. It was a lot. Yeah, she's a lot. She was a lot. He yeah. just like, do your thing, girl. And that's usually him. Like, he's usually... P. 
people always talk about what a good interviewer he is. Mm. And I'm like, he's like Mr. Interrupts. Yeah. He's always steamrolling his own guests, but he did not have he's, the power to steamroll He Courtney. couldn't do it because yeah. he was just on a tear. Courtney Love makes news. I think Courtney Love makes news because she's a creative person and her medium is the media. I think in that way, she is kind of like the, the anarchist Madonna. That was a very interesting. That was an interesting take. The idea, the, well, just the idea that her medium is the media. That like Courtney. I like, mean, I can't disagree with it. Nowadays, I kind of go, oh, that, that could be it. Maybe I wonder. I I don't know if Courtney was ever as calculated uh, with the media as Madonna is. No, I think she just is more of a force of nature. Yeah, was compelling. Madonna was real, yeah. as we see right here. Madonna led the Diva Brigade in 1993, along with superstars Janet, oh, Mariah, yeah. Whitney, and Tina. Women so popular. Tina and in 93? I don't remember whatever. I don't Maybe did she have she typical male? Maybe that was the big hit she know. had. I have to look it up. On I that. never watched the VMAs until 94, which we'll talk about next year. Oh, that was yeah. the one when uh, Michael Jackson married Lisa Marie Presley and they... And they made kissed? out on stage. <laughs> and even at the age of like 12... We were all like, we, we were like, we don't know what sex is yet, really, but we know that that's not it. <laughs> that's, that's the exact opposite of yeah. that. Need last names. A diva means lots of things. I mean, a diva could be a derogatory thing or, or a positive thing. Just a missed thing. Yeah, the evolution of just calling pop stars divas. Yeah. Some people think diva is a grand dame. I don't remember what Tina Turner's song was at 93. Or was it because? Was it because? Um, what's love got to do with it was out. Maybe that's why. Oh, the, that band, was, the movie with Angela Bassett. Yeah. Oh, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I remember this. I remember this video awards. I lost my shit. No, I, I, I didn't watch the video the VMAs uh, until '94. I said so. I don't remember this. I remember the song, though. Yeah. Oh, she, Mariah was so cute. God, she's so young. Oh, my God, we're all so old. Doors are opening slowly behind the scenes for women. And for women as instrumentalists. There's women... That was... Um, Lenny Kravitz's drum. Oh, yeah, I remember that. She was great. There's women who are not necessarily just... The girl singer anymore. Quite a few girls. York. Formerly of the Sugar Cubes. Yeah. Uh, I love Lone Justice and uh, I love Natalie Merchant. I love this song. I don't care for it. Oh, how dare you, you? I never. I don't get the Natalie Merchant thing. That's I like the, so weird. I like some Ten Thousand Maniac stuff better. That's so weird. But I never had a crush on her, and the songs, her solo stuff, never did it for me. Hey. What? Oh, hey. Yeah, give them yeah. what they want? See? Well, that's not what I want. So let's just move past it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, they fucking vaguely remember them. Yep. This one guy said when we got off stage, he said, um, Oh, you guys, you guys are really good, but who plays your instruments for you? Duh. Are you uncomfortable being the focal point? Tanya Donnelly, Rhode Island's own. <laughs> Oh, Belly was 93. Belly throwing muses before that. Oh, I don't think so. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, well, please. I feel cooler when there's a woman on stage with me. Which is not to say that I'm weak in the presence of men. <laughs> She's gay. Yeah. Fucking L7. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, this is... Yeah. 
women who are coming out of punk, who are sort of using the methods of punk to champion the candy their own yeah. self-expression. Seven-year bitch also I remember them. Also, like, one of the best bad names ever. Yeah, it's a great name <laughs> for, for a me. riot girl yeah. named Seven-year bitch. <laughs> Genius. The whole Riot Girl thing is just right in my wheel. It really is. Using their celebrity status to champion political issues. Love this song. Stop using women's bodies. Yeah, the breeders. As battlefields. Why do you think that the new jails are making? I need a cherry. Oh, is that how it is? Yeah. 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 She was uh, early, early TLC. Cece yeah. Peniston. Oh, was that Robin S? Uh, that was Robin S. That was Robin S. Yeah, because they're playing Show Me Love. Yeah. yeah. Talking about women in rock, they'll just be referred to as musicians. Oh, <laughs> you're so. <laughs> Loder went, he gave her the nod, and yeah. he was like, he's like, maybe not. <laughs> We're going to pause right now for some of the year's most memorable commercials, but we'll be oh. back with a legal rewind, a look at the year. Oh, they're not going to. We're and watching the raw tape, so we're not actually going right, to get the raw tape. That would have been right. fun if we just got someone's yeah. VCR copy of this, but. The raw tape. Yeah. Segment B. No, oh, this is great. Yeah. Welcome back to the Year in Rock. In Rock, 1993 was the year of former NWA rapper and producer Dr. Dre and his talented protege Snoop Doggy Dog. Despite an I just want to underline again the fact that this is 30 years ago now. Yeah. And in 1993, this is equidistant. This is the midpoint between now and 1963. Yeah. So this right. stuff is as old now as like the Beatles' first album was. This, yeah, when this, when this came, and this, uh, because I, <laughs> back then I was like, oh, that shit's so old. Fuck I know, it. I know. And now I'm like, no, this is new. Yeah, they're talking about the Chronic the way that someone like retroactively would have been talking about. Yeah, it. remember when Please Please Me came out in '63? Oh my god, <laughs> yeah. no. Flash of lawsuits, arrests, and occasional barrage of gunfire. In the end, it turned again, just like the Beatles. Exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> a very good year for both men, as Dre himself had predicted. Ninety-two just wasn't my year. Ninety-three will be, though. You can believe that. <laughs> and sure, fucking was. Despite being saddled with a police ankle monitor for several months while under house arrest, ninety-three turned this out to be a very so good year so for Dr. So good. It's phenomenal for a well, It's like one of the best rap songs in the Billboard Top Ten for seven months and sold more than three million copies. And the album's slow-rolling gangster anthem, Nothing But a G-Thang, was a number two hit single. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty wild for this to have gone to number two yeah. on the Hot 100. That's, it was a, this was a, uh, it was a revelation when this album and the song came out. Yeah. Everyone was just like, what? I remember, like, a kid who, because, you know, this was, it was pretty naughty, right? Mm-hmm. And it had the parental guidance suggested, but. Not everyone's parents were as strict as mine. And I remember, like, the kid on the playground who got this CD. And all of us just being like, oh. We gotta listen. This, yeah, it was like, you know. Oh, that's cracking so the funny. Code, like. <laughs> that's such a different time from them what when I did. What does these nuts mean? <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> that track rules, too. Yeah. That's one of my favorite songs of yeah. all time. Look at that fucking baby. Little baby Calvin Doggy. I mean, but still a gangster, not like selling like insurance or whatever. And now he's like everyone's favorite uncle. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Like my kids love him. But right. they don't have no concept of like what he was like in 93. He is, is pretty harmless. He's a pretty yeah. harmless like older man. Yeah. 
who does commercials for everything. For everything. <laughs> is just making and hangs, money. And hangs out with Martha Stewart. And smokes ridiculous amounts of weed yeah. and makes just money hand over fist. I think he just, I mean, I think he was wise enough when Gangster Rap was sort of wrapping up. He's like, I need to make myself lovable. So So smart. I can continue being marketable. Like, what a, like, a pivot that probably made him more money doing that yeah. than, than, like, making albums. But it also, he made it seem so natural. Because, like, everyone... Yeah. Everyone yes. liked his music. Like, everyone always liked him. So and he was also, like, I'm just going to lean into being likable. No one ever was like, what the fuck is Snoop Doggy Dog doing? Everyone's and like, yeah, oh, okay. It never felt is. like a sellout. Never. Never. It just felt like, I think, because of after what happened with Biggie and Tupac, yeah. it was a very natural move for him to be like, I like let's leave that behind. Yes, because, and 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 no fans, given what happened, were going to be like, "Oh, you're selling out." Because it was yes. just like, "Yeah, we're all pretty bummed that that happened too." I hate to use it in these terms, but it was like organic. Yeah, like he wasn't like, "I'm fucking selling out," because he was already doing great. He was just like, "You know what?" It, he saw the writing on the wall. It's kind of like remember how on our last episode, the grunge episode, I described how Mud Honey sort of. Failed commercially after Kurt Cobain died because people were just kind of like, we don't want to hear that mm-hmm. music anymore. It's too sad. Mm-hmm. I think Snoop Dogg did the smart, like if he had still tried to make like gangster rap or still tried to act gangster, then it would have been that for him. It's yeah. just like, I think people were ready to move on because what happened was too was sad. Exhausted and sad. And he had the savvy to be like, I need to reinvent myself. Yeah. And he did and did even better. And, it, and everyone just loved it. Yeah. So. Guys, so but he young. was the coolest. Guy. So good. Until I make that until I make him eight billion dollars. Hip hop record of the year, but nobody, not even the record's producer, seemed to know when it would come out. His album probably be out February. Snoop's album it ought to be done. July. September. Wow. I remember that happening too. Like I forgot all about that. All of us little ten year olds being like, "When is Doggy Style coming out?" We need it. It was a big deal when it dropped. Featuring Run DMC, Onyx, and Boss, which after two postponements finally got underway in September. But after playing only seven out of 46 dates, what would have been wow. the rap tour of the year abruptly ended with poor planning cited as the reason. But just as Dre's legal problems seemed to be clearing up, with an easy e lawsuit filed against him dismissed and another suit settled with TV rap show host D. Barnes, new problems developed. For- yeah, they really glazed right over what happened with D. Barnes. Right Everyone there. glazes over it. Yeah, they for, still do. They still yeah. do now. Like, he threw her down a staircase. Beat the fuck right? out of yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, beat the shit and out of her. Really like they really glossed over it. Yeah. Everyone does. Even today, people will sometimes bring up like, "Yeah, maybe we shouldn't treat Dr. Dre like such a hero because he beat the shit out of Deep Bars." And everyone kind of goes like, "Yeah, don't talk about that." Yeah, it's a, it's just a thing. Yeah, but even on this, they don't even say what happened. They're just like, "He dealt with this legal thing with D. Barnes." Yeah, it's it's like, real, real yeah. vague. Yeah. And murder was the case that they gave Snoop. Great song. Turned himself into police on Friday along with two other young black men, all accompanied by an attorney, in connection with the murder on August 25th of a man named Philip Waldemariam. I still remember hearing that name all the time when this is going yeah, on. Yeah, it was Philip a big Waldemarium. deal. Yeah. I distinctly remember they were, I was like, holy fuck, he's, he's going to jail. Yeah, it really seemed like he was going to. It gonna. really was. Wow, it was crazy. 
You don't love me. You just love my daughter. How many times did I just say that all the time? By the end of November, though, Snoop's much-talked-about-bogey-style album was finally in stores. For Dre, as he predicted, 1993 was a great year musically. And with that in mind, he says his objective is now very clear. I'm here to make money. Mission accomplished. Get pissed off if you want to. I don't consider myself no gangster or nothing like that. I'm in here to make money. You can't sell it. Here's the thing. You can't sell out if you just say from the jump, I'm in this to make money. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. It's If that was your original intent, <laughs> it's not selling out. Yeah. It's sticking to the original intent. Yeah. If you just tell everybody you don't have integrity, yeah. then, <laughs> then you're no fine. one can accuse you of selling yeah. out. I think future hits, the one and only Dr. Dre. Well, Dre and Snoop weren't the only artists with legal problems. There were plenty of other musicians getting into trouble. Legal rewind. Let's take a look. Yeah, is that... Now, that's not... This is too early for them to have spent any money on CGI. They actually bothered I think they to paint that, that onto they the set. They painted that. It looks great. Just for this segment. It looks yeah. cool. Yeah, legal rewind. This segment is weird where they just go through, like, every lawsuit that every pop star had oh, in 1993. Odd. That's yeah. very odd. Let's take a look. Began in January no. with the arrest of Ted Nugent, who violated Cincinnati's fire code by shooting a lit arrow on stage. Okay, I, I have to say, now, I've talked about this before. I saw Kiss live yeah. in 2000. I also saw Ted Nugent because he was their opening act. Now, Ted Nugent, as a dude, is a piece of shit. Yeah. And we know that. Most of his music sucks. There are a couple songs that I like. But, I mean, this was his regular act. It wasn't something he did one time and got in yeah. trouble for. It was a normal part of his act on stage that he takes out a crossbow and fires a flaming arrow into a guitar yeah. that's, like, mounted. And I saw him do that live. And guess what? It fucking rules. Say what you want about Ted Nugent, but that's cool. That's a cool thing to do as a rock star in a, at a concert. It's not bad. It's cool. I still don't give a shit, though. It doesn't make Ted Nugent cool, but no. that rules. Doing that rules. And I also it makes it even cooler that he got sued for it. Well, he I'm sure he knew. Yeah. I'm sure they're like, dude, you're going to get in trouble. And he's probably like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. It would be better if it was a better artist. Yeah. And a cooler dude who did it. Yeah. But I'm not going to stand here and act like I don't think shooting a flaming arrow into an electric guitar on stage. Yeah. It I'm not going to get mad. There's yeah. many other things to get mad at. That's not one. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoy yeah. that. David Lee Roth was arrested for possession of marijuana. Shannon Oon was caught with his pants down Aww. and charged with indecent exposure for urinating on stage he, during he a went pee pee on stage. To go. That's the right attitude. Yeah. Okay, I took a piss on stage. I did it. So sorry. Like, like tip the guy who has to clean it up. I guess. Yeah, exactly. But again, it's like it's rock and roll. Yeah. Take a piss on stage. That's, that's kind of cool. That's kind of the point. It's a little gross, Concerted but it's kind of. Cool. This November, Pearl Jam's Eddie Vedder was arrested on misdemeanor charges of public drunkenness and disturbing the peace, making major headlines. Because he did. Because he did a concert drunk. Is that yeah, I mean, isn't that every rock person? Yeah. Well, Tupac had a lot of problems. Yeah. Tupac Shakur was charged with forcible sodomy and unlawful imprisonment of a young woman at an upscale New York hotel. Again, MTV, you're going too quick. Yeah. You're being too MTV about this. You need to say more <laughs> yeah. about that. Yeah. Don't bury it. <laughs> forcible <laughs> sodomy and, and, and false imprisonment. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. 
Pac was also charged with aggravated assault for shooting two off-duty police in Atlanta. <laughs> Again. Flame wearing... Because this was the thing of the early 90s where sports attire was yes. fashionable. He's not only wearing attire of different teams... He's wearing a tire of different teams in one league. He's wearing a New York Islanders jersey with a San Jose Sharks jacket over it. Yeah. That's where is your where is your loyalty? Where is your loyalty? <laughs> and you're in different uh you're in different leagues. One's major, one's minor. No, that's not true. San Jose's not minor league hockey? No, that's NHL. Oh, I thought they were minor league. No. <laughs> Doesn't work. You gotta stick to one hockey team. There's Everlast. There he is. That's probably why I recognized him. <laughs> Kid the gun I, okay, I forgot until I rewatched this recently that Kim Basinger and Alec Baldwin were married. Oh, they were. It was a gorgeous deal at the time, but yeah. it's been so long since they were a couple that yeah. I forgot that they were a couple. Yeah, they were a couple. They were a hot thing. Look at yeah. like how good they look. I mean, they're both the best Jesus looking people on the planet. I remember this. Growing album. Wherever you go. No. I don't remember this, do you? No. She looks cute. Yeah. I have very remember this. Yeah. I do remember that. I don't remember that. Watching it now, the idea that a malt liquor company would use a hip hop record without permission isn't surprising. But like, use your head, Sainides. Like, who's the one guy who's yeah. going to have a problem with that? Yeah. Chuck D Think is about not going. He's not a sellout. Someone should have been like. Hey, I know you like Chuck D. Yeah. He's not going to be happy about He's this. the one guy who's going to be like, fuck you. Yeah, he's like, no, I'm not going to let you do that shit. Yeah, don't use my music to yeah. sell your cheap, nasty malt liquor. Yeah. Hey, yo, come on. Here we go again. They didn't know he had integrity. Oh, yeah. To the tune of $2.5 million. Adler disagreed with the band's firing him three years ago for doing too many drugs. A very disturbed individual who wants to make a lot of money. Axel also made it out of court. <laughs> I love Axel. Uh, I do. Axel. I do. And I always look. I want good things for Steve Adler, too. He has had a tough road. Yeah. Um, still alive, though. Good for him. That, but, that's but good. I hope he's doing okay wherever yeah. he is. But he's had, he's had it tough. For an undisclosed and then Axel got in a fight with someone. I remember this scene. This is amazing. Yeah, that was some stage dive. He wanted to no, fight. No, that was real. <laughs> that was real. How dare, they, how dare they imply that Whitney Houston was on pills? Yeah, how dare you? It never happened. Notice, notice how they have really... They're not giving us like, here's the sexy one. Here's the boring one. Here's the, they're really going, we went from very exciting lawsuits to yeah. like, George Michael's suit is labeled <laughs> because he didn't want boom, It's boom, the boom. who cares uh, <laughs> lawsuits. 19-year-old Ronald Ray Howard was sentenced to the death penalty for fatally shooting a Texas state trooper in 92. His lawyer tried to reduce the sentence to life imprisonment, arguing that rap music... Oh, vaguely. Heard I don't remember this. Uh, yeah, the jury's like, no. Yeah. 
My heart goes out to, to the guy, the Ronald, because he's, he's been convicted. My heart goes out to the family, the dead trooper, dead cop, whatever. But... <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, I love that clip with Tupac trying to be sensitive about the, the guy, <laughs> the cop dead dying. trooper, he's like, uh, dead cop, whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't remember this, but it is just another version of the 80s thing of like blaming yeah, metal satanic. for kids. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Rick James continued when he was found guilty this September of imprisoning and sexually assaulting a woman in West Hollywood. He went to prison on that shit. Yes, he did. Uh, yeah, this is not a good time in Rick James' no. life. Hot mess. <clears throat> I can't believe they did a full, like, five minutes or so. Hey, it's the year in rock, man. I, lawsuits I, happen. Lawsuits and shit that went down. That's great. And especially in gangster rap, like... The new, like the personal lives of the artists, was such a part of mm-hmm. the art in 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 a, in a new kind of way too. Like you have to talk about it. Yeah, when Snoop Dogg is becoming the biggest thing in the world, but then catches a murder beef and then releases a record called "Murder Was the Case That They yeah. Gave Me," it, it it has to be addressed. <laughs> yes, that have to come in. That. It's time for another commercial assault right now, but we've still got the year's hottest new acts ahead, plus the very... Here's another commercial assault, because we have to show you these advertisements, because the man is making us... We don't want to. We don't want to sell out to corporate America, even though MTV's raison d'etre. <laughs> we don't do that, but we have to. <laughs> Kurt, Loder, Kurt Loder always seemed at least mildly disgusted with everything that was happening I was wondering if he's just mildly disgusted at himself, going... I chose this. Yeah. <laughs> I decided to do this. But it was definitely the pose at the time to be all yeah. archly like, we know that this is bullshit. Yeah, I mean, we're working for the man, but we're not really working for the man. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to the Year in Rock 93. During the last 12 months, there was an explosion of artists recycling the 70s. Was it for lack of any original Yeah, I remember that 70s revival, man. It was crazy. Bell Bottoms. Yeah. The whole Madonna album, Erotica, was like 70s. Oh, was it? Black Rose were totally doing 70s. Yeah. But again... Just to contextualize, this is 93. Yes. So this is all a throwback to stuff from like 15 years earlier. Yeah. So yeah. that that now would be 2008. I can't even picture what would be like. What, what would it even back be? To, I don't know. Yeah. I don't even know. The, <laughs> yeah. I can't even picture it. I fucking love this song, though. Oh, uh, Kravitz? Yeah, this is good. It's one of his best songs. And this is even pre-Pulp Fiction. Yeah, definitely. God, I love this song so much. Yeah. This drummer's the coolest. She's so amazing. That hat, that though. Hat Come that on. It's like a whipped cream hat. <laughs> Urge Overkill. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. They're good, they're good. Yeah. All this stuff seems like such a long time ago. So long ago. Yeah. A great version. Yeah. Great song both ways, but... This, I did not know existed. Fuck this. Fuck this song. I, until I rewatched this, I was like, I do not remember that Faith No More covered easy. I hate it. It's... (laughs) 
so bad. It sounds like a pretty straight cover. It's just weird that it's Faith No More. I hate that they did this. (laughs) Hate it. I feel like they're making fun of it. They, they, with the music video, they're definitely yeah. Uh, so fuck them because it's a great song. <laughs> they can eat it. I don't remember this. I either, remember this. Ugly Kid Joe sucks. It sucks. It's not a good song in the first place. No. This is Bad Out of Hell Two came out. Oh the, yeah. The, uh, I would do anything for love. Oh god. So I, for whatever reason, my best friend Ryan went crazy for this. Why? He loved this song. And I ended up also getting my own copy of Bat Out of Hell 2 on cassette. Oh my god. But I never actually liked it. I was yeah. just like trying to like it. Because I'm not a huge fan of like the original Bat Out of Hell stuff. Like Paradise by the Dashboard Light and that stuff. But this song in particular is real, real bad. It's real awful. Really bad. After 14 years without a hit record. It was so Brown big. Yeah. Single both surprisingly oh, rose to number one on the Billboard. Who's oh, a number one hit? Yeah. God, it's so Dude. terrible. Another 70s band once considered. I do remember this. Then, Kiss came back with makeup band, I think they became popular again. Yeah, but it's pre Psycho Circus. <laughs> yeah, right. I guess they were just sort of riding a wave of nostalgia. Yeah. I saw him live. It was very mid. Very <laughs> Yeah, Madonna had this deeper and deeper song, which is great. I don't remember that. Afros. Just Afros. Just Afros. Platform shoes. Sure, Afros should never go out of style. Bell bottoms. Bell bottoms are, are big again. I still think bell bottoms and platform shoes are cool. Like, they go in and out of style, but... Uh, a gal wearing bell bottoms and platform shoes is bell bottoms always are still a, a thing. cool look. Yeah. They are again. Yeah. It, they really come and go. Yeah, they really do. Now, the Brady Bunch. I'm sure they're going to bring this up. The Partridge family returned in reruns, and Jay performed We Are Family with seven. Oh, they didn't. What, what so, right around talking? this time, yeah. uh, the real life Brady show. Oh, the, yeah, with uh, Andy Richter yes. and Jay Lynch. And that came out of Chicago. Yeah. And I had just gotten to Chicago when it had left and gone to, like, New York. And yeah. Then, but that's all I heard about when I just moved to Chicago. I was like, oh, my God, the Red Light Brady show. It was yeah. amazing, unbelievable. It was, like, an undeniable force. So did they just do scripts of mm-hmm. episodes of the show? Was it? And they just did it straight, but it yep. was somehow comedy because yep. of how there was like irony built in. It's like the most '90s thing ever. I mean, I knew Mel because I at this age was watching Saturday Night yeah. Live and Melanie Hutzel, yes, who had gotten cast off of the strength of Real Life Brady Bunch. She used to do Jan yes, on SNL all the time. Brilliant. She was. She's. I think one of the most underrated cast she's great. ever. I like really funny. Fans. But uh, I didn't know till years later about the real life Brady Bunch and how many people came out of so it. And it's many still, people. People will still mention it on like podcasts and things. Like it was such a touchstone of comedy and improv yeah. and Chicago comedy at that time. Yeah, and that generation of comedians. It was huge. It was yeah. still talked about even when it left, and then then I I wouldn't hear nothing but good things about it. It's a fun idea. I always wanted to do that with Cheers. Oh god, that'd have been fun. Yeah, because yeah. it's also like every episode's a bottle episode. It's like one set. Yeah, you can just do it. You just do it. Hi, Sister Sledge. Jane. Don't worry, by the way, there will be a whole entire segment devoted to, like, the R&B of Oh, I can't wait. Days of Confusion. I mean, an unbelievable movie that was a huge flop. 
Did it flop originally? It was a huge, massive flop. I don't think I knew that. And then people just started watching it more and more. Yeah. I used to watch it in a midnight movie all the time. In like 94. I mean, I watched it on VHS when I was in high school. And again, it seemed to be depicting a time that was so long ago. Yes. But even when I watched it a few years after it came out, it was depicting a time that was only 20 or 21 no, years old. exactly right. So that would be like the early 2000s now. I hate the math. Yeah, we would – there was this place called The Bruin View where you yeah. – uh, it was a bar but also a movie, giant movie house and you just drink and watch yeah. uh, movies. And the Thursday night, late night double bill was for months was – Clerks and then Days and Confused. Oh, this Clerks does not hold up as well. It doesn't hold up as well, but at the time it was a good double beer. It's a good double bill. Yeah. yeah. And it, we just watch it all the time. This is a great movie. This is a great movie. The 50s were born. The 60s I had such a crush on everyone. Yeah. They obviously suck. Can you imagine? Okay, yeah. That, that can't happen, will it? Have a big recollection. It was a big year on the road, too, for acts ranging from Madonna to Whitney Houston to urge overkill. Ticket prices reached an all-time high, and many fans were All-time high? I can't it's wait. ridiculous, man. It, all the kids that can't afford to come out and see the bands. Well, not exactly true. Ticket prices did reach new heights of inflation this year, with Madonna, for example, charging a top levy of $75 when her brief... I can't believe that was like, considered, like... Taylor Swift tickets? Yeah. I mean, it's a thousand... Yeah. ...demands pushing up prices across the board. But the kids came anyway. Grateful Dead. Yeah, well, they were not long for the world. Yeah. They had about a year to go. Although the boys in the band don't want you to get the wrong idea. It's only for a, a section of the show. It's not for the whole thing. You know, we don't want to just become a, just a standard rock band. God, I fucking hate Rod Stewart. <laughs> I like seven. I like early I Rod Stewart and like the faces. And stuff. I don't like any. I don't think I like any Rod Stewart. I like one eighties Rod Stewart song called "Infatuation." That's a good one. Yeah, Everything there's some else, other eighties ones that are. But I like the. I like the. You don't like. Uh, you don't like, like any hot of the legs or no? I mean, there's for his whole career there. It's been hot and cold. Like I think. Do you think I'm sexy? It's stupid. Oh, it's so bad. But you know, I like. Uh, I like the face and stuff. It's kind of treacly. But he's really, it's been 30 years that he's been doing this like real adult contemporary yeah. crap and like the American songbook and all that stuff that he It's does. like he's been doing that American songbook yeah. longer than he's been doing yeah. his the rock and roll, yeah. But he still makes a shitload of money probably. Stewart hit the road unplugged this year, although his soundbite bromides were of a traditional vintage. And the actual two hours of your copy on the yeah, stage on. is the most rewarding experience you could ever you could ever have. I mean it's uh, I wish you could I wish you knew what it was like. Once again it's so oh, oh. good stuff now. <laughs> Neil Young, Whitney Houston. And what could it have been like? 
Shitty. I love this song so much. It's not a bad one. But I love that song. But I just Sting just seems so like punchable. He's very up his even own when, ass. When he, even when he's good, it's like I kind of want to beat him up. I get it. I get it. That song is. I love that song. It's so good. Much. I even, yeah. dude. I even. I'll go for Fields of Gold. I don't hate Fields of Gold. I like it. It's I fine. Like it. I don't but, have a problem with it. But Sting as a dude is always like, shut up, Sting. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I also kind of know, like, he's probably a good dude. He's probably a nice guy. I mean, like, on the right side. Hi, Prince. Hey, Prince. Shut the fuck up, Loader. Don't ask for your stupid fucking shit. Fuck you, you dumb dick. Fucking asshole. But this is like the year after the Love Symbol album. This is a pretty no. This is after. Period. Yeah, it is after that. That's yeah. right. Was that ninety one or ninety two? That was ninety two. Yeah, because Diamonds and Pearls is ninety one, which was huge. And but, then you this know, was... we're not that far off of kind of a comeback for Prince to already being like, well, he's in a slump. Yeah, I'm like, you're a year and a half yeah. past a pretty exactly. some pretty big loader. But shit moved faster back then. It felt. It feels. Did it? Did it? Did it? I, look, if someone had a huge hit album in 2021, would we now be like, man, we haven't had a hit in six months. Oh, I see that. And that standpoint, yeah. You're like a loser now. Yeah. You better downgrade to clubs just, instead of arenas. People would be loser. amazed that they had a hit song. Yeah. Fucking Lollapalooza. And went to the very first one. She went to this one. Did she? Yeah. But it was still cool. Even by this point, it was uncool. Oh, man, it was 91. So 91. 91. That was the first one, I think. Yeah, she went to the 91. Yeah. One. Yeah, she went. Oh, Development. I have a soft spot for Arrested Development. Yeah, I like them. I would never go here. Well, you don't want to buy, like, your devil sticks and... Uh, oh. I love them every chance. I, love I like the lemon heads. Yeah. Yeah, the the, these are all the like local radio yeah. ones. Remember Big Head I Todd do. and the Monsters? I do remember them. I have no opinion on them. Hammerbox? Don't know. I don't know who that is either. Look, he's taking a camera picture. For his mom, he said. Wow, I didn't know it was like this. Oh, the Jayhawks. I vaguely remember that. I don't remember the Jayhawks. John Cougar Just a good old boy from Indiana. Indiana, Indiana, Indiana right? Yeah. Where are they from? Indiana. We got that right. Are they, are they charismatic? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. 
Yeah. Loader loved Pearl Jam. And yeah. MTV loved Pearl Jam. Yeah. They were just so tailor-made for this time. I guess, but I don't get it. They I mean, Eddie Vedder is good looking and he's a good dude, but they, they were so big. Yeah. Coming to an end right now with two great bands, Nirvana and Pearl Jam, still out on the road and packing them in. In the world outside of pop music, 1993 ushered in a new administration and new chaos. As usual, young people played a part in the change oh, world around here's them. Here's our here's our vegetables. Here's yeah. <laughs> oh, you mean news news? news? Really? Like what's going on in the world? What? It was a year. Of this seems so old. Bill Clinton wow. inaugurated. Yeah. Don <laughs> Henley doing a Bob Dylan Oof. cover. It's kind of wild how young he and Hillary look. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> they're only a few years older than I am oh, now. And they're crazy. younger than you are now. I hate it. <laughs> Again, oh, come on. The runaway train was a runaway hit. The hair for Hillary. That is 80s hair. That that is, is, she looks like um, Thatcher. Yeah. I remember that. Funny, I don't, like, that's, it's just been in place for yeah. so long that I didn't realize I do remember that. An idea. Oh, he's with Living Color. This is wild to me. How is that Dave Mustaine? <laughs> First of all. How is that Dave Mustaine? <laughs> Dave Mustaine, what is your look here? He's he's got a handlebar mustache, which was not a typical part yeah. of his look. He's still got all the great looking long reddish scrub, blonde, strawberry, yeah, blonde, strawberry hair. blonde. There it is. But he's also wearing like Oliver Peoples sunglasses and a suit and tie. It's really a disconcerting look. If he is, you know what 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 makes it weird is the handlebar mustache. That's what it is. Yeah. If he still had the long hair but was just rocking like a preppy look, I'd be like, "All right, Dave, that's yeah. kind of cool." You're like, you got dressed up for quarter. Yeah, you did a thing for because you yeah. But but the handlebar, you know, it's like he's saying, "But I'm still rock and roll." Yeah, I don't like. And it's just nothing. Everything cancels each other out. Yeah, I don't like this. <laughs> but don't ask me. Ask Daisy Fuentes. Oh, Daisy Fuentes. Janet Reno. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Waco? Waco. Yeah. I, yeah, I thought that was 94, but I guess it was 93. That was that was maybe one of the main things of, like, I remember that being, like, on the cover of Newsweek. Yeah. And it was a huge story, but I was 11, and I was like, I can't. He's like, I can't process it. I don't know it. what that is. I can't yeah. handle what that is. No. But it was, it was happening. It was a big deal. Yeah. It's like there's a guy who says he's Jesus. And y'all believe him. Rodney King, two of the officers, Stacey Coon and Lawrence Powell, were found guilty of using excessive force. Oh, this happened in 93 after the 90. Yeah, okay. Don't ask, don't tell. Oh God, yeah. yeah. This just seems so like seems so weird to hear. Quaint like, and yeah, yeah, you're like what? Yeah. As opposed to like back then, like how bold? Yeah, it, it, like on the one hand, it seemed kind of progressive, but also was such a half measure that it was. Like, it is a real it just, half like, measure. It just made everybody unhappy. Yeah, it's a real half measure. Yeah. 
protection and rights. It's currently under appeal. Gays are either going to be driven back into the closet or we're going to come out and have equal rights. This year, Mother Nature took over with two of the worst disasters in centuries, flooding and fire. I don't remember these. So. Yeah, well, there have been so many more yeah. of them that it's like... Yeah. And the World Trade Center. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. no order at all. American troops were sent into Somalia. Russia is still experiencing growing pains. And the civil war in Bosnia... I don't even know what that referred to. Russia experiencing growing pains. I don't know. This is very vague. Again, MTV style. Yeah, actual They're like, let's get through this. This happened in Bosnia, and then there was other things in Russia. This is particularly like, okay, let's wrap this up. Yeah. To the music. They knew that they were making the kids eat their vegetables. Yes. I get through it real quick. Dizzy Gillespie died 30 years ago. Arthur Ashe. Brandon Lee, of course, on the Nick Robson. Sun Ra. Fred Gwynn. They're playing Everybody Hurts. Yeah. Oof. I don't know who Patrick Lipper was. James Jordan. I don't know who that was. That is Michael Jordan's dad. Vincent Price. Who's murdered. Fellini. River Phoenix. Oh. River Phoenix, I can't believe, like, I know he was young when he died. Yeah. But the fact that, like, again, 30 years later, that would be, like, a young actor who was born in 2000. Yeah. And I was like, Jesus, he was, I mean, because he had a lot of years and a lot of hits and had a big impact. Yeah. For such a young actor that he died at 22 or 23. Yeah. It was, like, had already been such a big deal. Yeah, it was just huge. Like, yeah. they were, like. They say it all the time, but like the James Dean of the generation. Yeah. But he, I he mean, I remember good. he was, he was he like, just, everyone yeah. who was in acting was just like, God damn, Robert Phoenix. Yeah. Frank Zappa died that year. I thought he died much later. Wow. And that's it. No one else. <laughs> wow. Okay. I think there'd be more. No time, Kurt. We have a no time. six minute commercial break to we get to. We gotta go to Hip Hop Doo Wop. Can you tell which girl group that is by the silhouettes of their hair? TLC. Is it? Okay. That looks like Left yeah, Eye guess, right there. Yeah, you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. As in rap, and this year R&B and hip hop merge. The charts were filled with singing reminiscent of old street corner harmonies. Take a listen. No one ever thought that. Silk. So, oh, God. I'm going to know everyone. H-Town. Knocking boots. Yep. Jade. Jay is good. Shy. It's funny because like I know all the songs by these artists, but I don't know who goes with what song. Yeah, it's all kind of interchangeable. I just because I lived it, I do, but I can see that. Goddamn right, ninety-three R and B. Get the fuck out. Yes, but really, it's I like, never really thought that, but okay. It's really just that they're vocal groups, yeah, singing harmonies. Oh. I remember this, like, I don't remember who Shy is, but I remember oh, yeah. this song on the radio. Yeah, they had that song if I ever fall in love. Yeah. Fucking they, Jodeci Live? God, get the fuck out of there. <laughs> I, I saw this. They did Lately by Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Oof. I like Boys to Men. Oh, yeah, I mean they were ninety-two. But well, that, this is this is pre uh, the two album coming out with all the ballads on oh, it. Oh like, yeah, I'll make love to you and I'm bending yeah. me and End of the Road, which was huge grist for the junior high dance. Yeah, band. it must have been. But I liked them before that when they were a yeah. little bit more New Jack. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. 
hip-hop style, so we like to thank them for that. Uh, of course, uh, in Vogue. Of course. And on the female tip, in Vogue sort of introduced that to... Um, I wonder where the, the gals of Jade are today. I don't know. They had three big hits and that was it. Do you think they, they still crazy. exist and maybe like do shows? Like They might. Uh, don't this walk is, this away. Is, this is a great song. Uh, Taj from SWV, Survivor oh, contestant Taj. She's one of the all-time great survivors. She is amazing. Oh, SWV is great. I mean, I'm so nostalgic for this. So great. Nelson George, another I'm fucking a huge great Nelson music George fan. journalist. Yeah. Freak me. Freak me is good. Freak me with you. Like rap, hip hop duop became an expanding genre, and in time there were so many clones, it became difficult to distinguish one yeah. from another. Yeah. I think what makes the group similar is the styling and the imaging. Yeah. <laughs> they all dressed, it's because they all dressed alike. Yeah, their styles. It's a style. But, like, at least there was, like you were saying, if you were going to do a 2008 fro- throwback now, like, it's so vague. Like, what would yeah. what does that even look like? I don't even know what that feel is. Like, yeah. like you see, you, maybe because it's time, or I don't know, but like... I think it's like, a combination a of we're older, so we're not as in touch, but also just that there's no monoculture anymore. Yes. Everything's so fragmented that there's no, like, locus point. There's yeah. nothing where, you, you know, like, these styles come from 1993. Yes. Not 1992 and not 1994. 1993. Yeah, you just feel it. And when things change, it shifts for everybody. Mm-hmm. But now everybody can just compartmentalize and do their own thing, uh, which is good in a lot of ways. But it does kind of make culture more vague yeah. and harder to pinpoint. It makes it a little less specific. Because now I think it's, it's become a corporate thing where every record company wants to have a representative in this particular genre. I mean, that's true, too. Yeah. Again, good to like be aware of that. Yeah. And I mean, there are too many of these acts. God bless you. Oh, Jane, I love you so much. God bless. Better to be that way than than to be like, I just assume that this money train is going to go forever. Because that guy in Shy, Shy was basically done by 94. Yeah. The fact that he's saying, like, this is a fact. The the fact that he was like, he'd be stupid to think this lasts forever. I'm like, way to go. But you know what? I think it also probably speaks to, like, confidence in knowing, like, I'm talented. Yeah. I'll still be talented when the thing that we're doing is passe, but I can adjust because I'm good enough to do other things. Yeah, exactly. I figured you'd like that. Oh yeah. Thanks, Tabitha. That was awkward. New artists. And this is going to be fascinating because it's like these are the new kids on the block. And how long did they last? I mean that metaphorically, not literally. The new kids on the block were already quite dead in nineteen ninety four. Over. Radiohead. Yeah, there's yeah Yeah. still the cranberries. Oh, great song. Your favorite. Oh, I fucking hate Born them. On don't know Sweet. who that way. Yeah, they have no Sweet, idea. They have Jackal, I don't know. No! What? Jackal. What about Jackal? Jackal was on our trading cards. Did we have a Jackal we trading card? We had a Jackal card? trading okay. card. 
dismissed by critics as a Pearl Jam. Stone Temple Pilots. We're here from. Winning a Best New Act statuette at the MTV Video Music Award Show and selling 2 million copies of their debut album, Core. Fuck, I thought this was Pearl Jam. I mean, holy shit, I thought that song was Pearl Jam. Oh, you thought that was a Pearl Jam song? Yes. Yeah, well, I mean, that was the knock against them all along. I thought that was Pearl Jam. Look, it is not inaccurate to say that they were cop that they were aping Pearl yes. Jam. But I always liked them better than yeah, Pearl Jam. Yeah, like when we talked on the grunge episode, we liked yeah. them better. But I, even this early stuff that's more grungy, that's yeah. more Pearl Jammy, I like their Pearl Jam ripoffs better than I like Pearl Jam. I, I thought that do. was Pearl Jam. Yeah. Oh, you know what we feel and, and not so much about having to describe a situation on the outside. It's Tanya Donnelly uh, again. This is a great song. Yeah. Some of the year's new groups were actually headed by familiar names from Still older great. bands. Yeah. A band you've got to find people that... Now, I, I don't, this might be sacrilege to some people. I always have liked Porno for Pyros better than Jane's Addiction. Uh. Mainly because of the song we're going to hear a clip of, Pets. I think okay. Pets, Pets is one of my favorite songs. Do you songs think in the Pets 90s. is better than uh, Jane says? Mm, it's as good. Wow. I, I also Jane like says. Tahitian Moon, which is off their I'm not sure I know that. Uh, sensitive. They're funny. Then they have to be talented and have charisma. This is Pets. I love Pets. Oh, this is a good song. That is a great song. Jane says it's better. Jane says it's great. Oh, I remember them. I love Julianne Hatfield. Oh, fuck. I forgot all about them. She always worked with, uh, she was very close with Evan Dando, so she's like, she's kind of technically a Lemonhead, like she appears on the Lemonhead stuff, and... She and Evan Dando still will do shows together today. Wow. I totally forgot all about them. I yeah. totally remember them. This is this is your New England alternative. Wow. I love Julianne Hatfield. I didn't really feel comfortable getting all the attention. After we're all the, the, the new. I, I thought Peter Harvey was old. Jim Blossoms. Yeah, Jim Blossoms. Urge Overkill. They were cool. Yeah, I liked them. Like, this was like rock and roll that could be like played on the radio and sort of like liked by like lots of different types of people yeah go oh, ahead girl this... I don't know what it is about this song it's a but great it just, song it just for a dance track and I'm not like a dance music guy but so much of the pieces in it hit the pleasure centers yeah. of my brain so it, when when Beyonce released that track that like heavily lifts from it yeah. last year and it was a hit, I was like, yeah, of course it's a hit because yeah. Show Me Love is like one of the best Everyone, dance tracks of all Show time. Show Me Love is still to this day a banger. Yeah, it's just great. Yeah, I love this song too. I love this song as I get older. Yeah, the, my first time I was like, man, it's okay. But as I've gotten older, I'm like, this is such a good song. Yeah, and they they mentioned here, I was like, this is one of those things in the '90s where it's like. It's an outlier song on an album that sounds nothing like the hit. So crazy. A year ago, Blind Melon's debut album went to number three on the Billboard chart, thanks in part to... I had a fun time working with the yeah. Hunks and these tutus. The B-Girl. Great. She's so cute. Yeah. If they go out and buy the album because of No Rain, they're going to be, I don't know, maybe unpleasantly surprised that there's not <laughs> another song on there that sounds like that. Because they came out of like hair metal. Shannon Hoon and Axl Rose were buddies. And... I mean, that's so weird because yeah. that song is. It's a great song. Yeah. The drummer wrote it. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. 
Oh, God. Fuck yeah, dude. One of the best albums ever yes, in hip hop. Still to this day. Oh. So good. Like Arrested Development, I could listen to and, and have nostalgia for, but like it's a little corny. Yeah. Doesn't quite hold up. I listen to this album still oh. beginning to end, and I'm like, I you can't fuck with this. I constantly <laughs> listen to this album. Yeah. Diggable planets for anyone who doesn't yeah. recognize them right off the bat. Far side. So good. What a weird band they were. Snow. And then they put snow in there. How like, dare they? Because it was a hit. But it then. Onyx. Slam just. Slam it still hit so hard. I think we did that video early on in yeah. the podcast. Yeah. We talked about Slam. We're in the home stretch now. On the way, we've got to look at Kurt's report on penis pruning, Prince's identity crisis, and be... Penis pruning. Penis pruning. They're talking about, uh, uh, what's the... Uh, Je- ba- Bobbing. Bobbing. I was going to say John Wayne Gacy. Yeah. I'm like, no, not Gacy. Not Gacy. That's something else entirely. Yeah, right. It was a weird year for news. Yes. Wasn't 93 also the year of, um, Tanya Harding and Nancy yes. Kerrigan? Uh, that might have been 94. Was that? Okay. Yeah. Because it doesn't come up here. Yeah. <laughs> Really sums up how head. weird this year has been, and the king of weird, Michael Jackson. The first, maybe yeah, he's so weird. Year was Paul, well, he was drag queen who captured the hearts of dance club kids, magazine writers, talk show hosts, and just about everybody else, with the possible exception of Milton Berle. Oh, I remember that when they were presenting some award together. Yeah. She owned Milton Berle. Persuasion became not so big a deal in this country. Take a look. I have one thing to say. Like 30 years ago, and she's like bigger now. Yeah. Oh, way bigger now. Crazy. I think drag is so popular right now because drag queens are heralding the Just a kid here. Yeah. RuPaul here would have been 33. That's crazy. I think cross-dressing, I think it's been there since the Katie beginning Lane. of the time. Yeah. <laughs> this is I mean, that's a stretch, but okay. Yeah. Oh, for my concubine. I forgot about that movie. Yeah. Everyone's having a sex chat. What's going on? <laughs> Supermodel's a good dance I don't hate it. I don't hate it. You know who loved it? Kurt Cobain. <laughs> oh, good for him. He said it was like his favorite song of the year or something. Like good for that. him. Yeah, there he is. Kurt. Good house music. I'm not like, wow, was there a lot of drag in 93? I guess there was. It didn't even occur to me. Yeah. Or they stretched it. It felt more like a curiosity than like a. But I remember RuPaul being a big deal. Oh, yeah. That was a big hit. That was a huge hit. All right, next segment. All right, next segment. Oh, it's the Wacko Jacko the wacko. Joey Butterfuco segment. Oh, that dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a hell of a year for Michael Jackson. Started out with a new open Michael and ended up in quite a different way. This 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 segment's a little icky just because of how glib they are. Yeah. About. I wasn't aware that the world thought I was so weird and bizarre. But when you grow up as I did in front of 100 million people, since the age of five, you're automatically different. Michael That's Jackson fairly fair I mean, insight yeah, on his part. Like he's basically like, "Of course I'm fucked up." Yeah, like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Look what I've been through. 
Jackson's response to the lawsuit was that his accuser's father had attempted to extort $20 million from him. The singer stayed abroad, continuing his world tour while police searched his Los Angeles homes. Some of his preteen friends came to his defense, although they too noted it's they all, shared beds uh, with Jackson. Gross. Drama queen Elizabeth Taylor rushed to the singer's side, and his family pledged their support from afar. From As afar. the deepened, the star himself had less and less to say. <laughs> It's just one of those things where it's like everybody's wrong. Yeah, it's all like he might have been guilty, but the way that it was handled yeah. and the way everybody treated it is like it's all just icky. In South America, Jackson was photographed with two young boys who were traveling with him and holding up a copy of the magazine called Child. I don't remember the details. I just remember Michael Jackson being in the news a lot. Yeah, same. I don't remember any of this. Jackson suddenly canceled the rest of his world tour. Claiming he'd become addicted to painkillers prescribed after scalp surgery for an accident. I mean, I mean, 15 yeah. years later, he would fucking. Yeah. Yeah. Advise me to seek professional guidance immediately in order to eliminate what has been. Like, it, it, again, I don't want to sound glib. But it makes you wonder, like, if that freak accident hadn't happened on the set of a Pepsi commercial yeah. in 1984. Yeah. How much of the rest of his life would have been different? Yeah. Because he was, like, taking, like, he was being put to sleep, like, by an anesthesiologist or yeah. something. Like, yeah. that's He was shit. seriously injured. Yeah. And it started his addiction to painkillers, yeah. which would last another 20-whatever yeah. years. And you just wonder about, like... The decisions he would have made or wouldn't have made. Yeah. He wasn't all fucked up. It's when his tour canceled, his multi-million yeah. dollar promotional deal with Pepsi-Cola at an end, Jackson flew from Mexico to Europe, pointedly avoiding any touchdown on U.S. soil, and disappeared for two weeks before finally turning up. I don't remember that. I don't remember any of this. Back in L.A., his lawyers denied that he was avoiding any return to the U.S. for fear of legal action. The fact that Puerto Rico was U.S. territory had nothing to do with the decision to cancel the balance of his tour. He could easily have just canceled Puerto Rico if that's what he wanted. Yeah, sure. Okay, lawyer. Well, they spent a lot of time on Michael. Yeah. I remember that. And five Gross. former Jackson bodyguards filed suit against the singer, claiming they'd been let go because they knew too much about his activities Ugh, with young boys. It's so bad. And a judge finally ordered this civil case to go to trial on March 21st. Who knew Michael Jackson would have this kind of year? Like, MTV News is being fairly tasteful about yeah. it. But it's just weird the way something... Like, there's all pretty serious charges and serious material... That's all framed in a really gross, like, tabloidy yeah. way. Like, oh, yeah. Wacko Jacko touching boys. Yeah. And it's like, if it's true, it's fucking, it's yeah. not that. And it's light. also, it's not like, that light. Yeah. And they're like, well, we're just reporting the news. Yeah. It's just what's happening. Yeah. I can't help it. Ugh. We're not making it up. Michael Jackson's tabloid adventures weren't the weirdest thing going on this year. <laughs> really? Yeah. I don't think it's enough, gun. Jay Maskis. No, no, do not adjust your head. That was only 1993 barreling by. Wow. I just want to point out that they're using Ween's Push the Little oh, Daisy as uh, as bed music All for right. the weirdo segment. Because Ween's weird. It makes sense. Here, my, 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 uh, of living. Just a clip of Ozzy stammering. Yeah, just normal. <laughs> Okay. Where to begin with Prince? 
Calm the fuck down, Logan. Hey, they got some th- more things to say about Princess. Hear him out. Slumping superstardom by changing his name to some slumping superstardom. This is the year that Prince changed his name, yeah, to a dumb symbol, dumbly, but it worked. To do what? He got his masters back. When? Well, years later, but it was because yeah. of this. Was it? Yeah, that's what led to it. But yes, but as we discussed in our Prince Two episode recently. Nobody cared about any of that. It was just like, look at the weirdo yes. with his weird, unpronounceable name. Yes, but the end result is what he wanted. Sure, yeah, but he kind of would have gotten that anyway. Probably eventually. Could have done it in a better way. Or New Age stud Sting, who announced that he was able to have sex for a group I remember that. Hours. I can only demonstrate. I can't really verbalize it. <laughs> <laughs> In England, Whitney Houston's greatest hit was so ubiquitous that one woman was jailed for playing the thing so incessantly, and another had her stereo. <laughs> I love this thing that they're doing uh, here of just like holding. Oh, they did. Yeah, that's yeah. funny. Peeped out a window by a diva weary neighbor. In talk show land, no, no, the other end. Chevy Chase made the mistake of thinking he was still. <laughs> I vaguely remember that Chevy Chase had a big, that. huge failure yeah, of a talk show. Oh my show. god. Yeah, that was 93. I forgot all about that. It was the kind of year in which Senator Ernest Hollings launched an impassioned attack on MTV's Beavis and Butthead without ever having seen the show. <laughs> we got this. Oh, yeah. Oh, that. Bevo, Bevo and something else. Yeah, you're have, not old I at all. I Here's the thing about Beavis and Butthead. I, lo- I unironically still love Beavis and Butthead. I like it when it was out. I don't like it anymore. I, I still think yeah. it's funny. I'm an immature adult man <laughs> who still thinks Beavis and Butthead is funny. But like anything, it wasn't one of those shows where it was like, it's so sm- it's so stupid, it's smart. Yeah. Or that there's subtext that they just don't get. Anything any critic ever said about Beavis and Butthead is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was just dumb. Yeah. Like Mike Judge isn't dumb. No. But it was pretty fucking stupid. Yeah. But, like, gloriously so. Gloriously, definitely true. And an aging beefball named Joey Buttafuoco finally admitted he'd had sex with a 16-year-old. And his Amy Fisher. brother, a rock band him. manager, had his group whip up some tunes about the tryst. What? I don't remember that. Lorena Bobbitt. Okay. Yeah. I have a story. About Lorena Bobbitt? No, the uh, the husband. Oh, John Wayne Bobbitt. John Wayne Bobbitt. Yeah. I think I saw him naked in 96 at a gym in <laughs> West Hollywood. Okay. And uh, I know, and Anne remembers this too, because we were this, we just moved to LA. Yeah. And so we're at the gym and I was like, wait, I gotta go to the bathroom and uh, get my stuff from the locker room. And I swear to God, I saw him because I recognized the face. And this was like after he had the penis cut off, but then he got like, uh, he got an injection. He got a penis enlargement. Yeah. And because then he did like porn. He did porn. Stuff. I remember him. Yeah. yeah. He did porn after. So I swear to fucking Christ, I saw his junk. Yeah. And it was because it was, it was like lopsided. Yeah. And it was like thick and bubbly on one side. Okay. But it was huge. Yeah. And I ran out, and I was like, "What happened? What's going on? What's wrong with you?" I was like, "I think I, I think I saw Bob's dick. John- <laughs> I think I saw John Wayne Bob's dick." And to this day, she still remembers. She's like, "Your face was white." Yeah, and I was like, "I swear to fucking god, I think I saw John Wayne Bob's yeah, dick." That would be traumatic, man. Yeah, you probably still have some stuff you need to deal with. Probably, I should, and I'm just getting over it now. 
I distinctly remember, because this was all over the news. Yeah. And again, I was 11, I was 10, 11 mm-hmm. years old. And I remember having the feeling like, I'm not allowed to watch R-rated movies. I'm not allowed to watch MTV. Mm-hmm. My parents are pretty strict about, like, you know, I had a strict bedtime. I couldn't watch In Living Color or Married with Children. But I'm like, Shame. but I remember this stuff going on and being like, what does it matter if I see yeah. that stuff when this stuff is just in the news? Yeah, this is real life and I can't watch yeah. it in color. Like there's Joey Buttafuoco and the yeah. Bobbitt, the Lorena Bobbitt thing. I'm like, I shouldn't be seeing this. Yeah, I should be able to watch the other stuff <laughs> and not this. It's just a dumb comedy show. Yeah. But I shouldn't be exposed to the 6 o'clock news. Right? No, it's true. Stop, said he. It hurt real bad. <laughs> Oh. I'm sure he was a genius. Oh my god, look at you. Howard Stern. Yeah. It's weird. It's such a insulting word. Yeah. yeah. I like. I don't even know what. I don't even know what Loader's talking about. He's talking about Latoya Jackson's oh, ex-husband, ex-husband who's kind of who, he's saying something about her being one of the most recognizable people in the world. Oh, oh boy, was it back it up? I want to hear that. It was a year in which grown men lived in fear of pint-sized paparazzophobe Shannon Doherty. I am not a bitch. Of suspiciously sharp-featured media curiosity Latoya Jackson, and for that matter, her chair-throwing husband-slash-manager Jack Gordon, who, like his occasionally battered wife, appeared to have a mailing address somewhere on the moon. Ten years ago, Latoya was Michael Jackson's sister. Today, Latoya is the most recognized girl in the entire world. Really? <laughs> no. What? That's the weirdest thing ever. Thanks of a grateful nation went out to inventor Norman Williams for his contribution to urban self-defense, the world's first combination beeper at 22 Magnum Mini Bazooka. What? I don't remember that. I don't remember that at all. 1993 was the year in which Baywatch, with one billion viewers worldwide, became the most... Oh, God. Never saw one second of it. I, I saw seconds of it, but I never really liked yeah, it. never... Because you know why? Because that show sucks. Yeah. It's like, even even as a preteen who was like obsessed with boobies, I was like, yeah, but I don't want to watch that show. Yeah, I have to sit blows. through all the other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Guns N' Roses bassist Duff McKagan joined his new wife in a skin mag shoot. Now I, I don't remember that. I don't remember that at all. Turner's ex, Ike. I only punched her with my fist once. I do remember that. Pebbles of eloquence strewn across the year's endless acres of media blather. I remember that. Oh, I forgot all about her. Yeah. So they made fun of Eddie. Okay. I mean, uh, wow. Yeah, you will see us in '94. Yep. Wow. 
We did it. We did it. We did 93. I feel very nostalgic. There's some stuff yeah. I was like, I forgot all about. I think that they were correct in being like, this was a weird year. Because I was like, yeah, like Lorena Bobbitt. I forgot all Amy about Fisher, it. Amy Fisher. All yeah. that weird all that tabloidy weird shit, shit yep. that I remember from my childhood is mostly in 93. Yeah. I forgot all about yeah. that. Yeah. But we're still a year away from OJ. Or was that 95? Oh, here's 95. That was 95. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. That was just a great idea, Paul. Yeah, it was It was a, it was a fun look back. Yeah, yeah. But it's a good year for music. I mean... Great year for music. I wish they had talked a little bit more about all the stuff surrounding Nirvana and In Utero coming out. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but oh well. I like, the, I like the segment about the hip-hop doo-wop. I love the hip-hop doo-wop. All the stuff about Dre. And Snoop. Yep, the new yeah. artist was fascinating. Yeah. Yes, all those new artists like Radiohead. Yeah, Jackal! Yeah, Jackal. Yeah, some of them stuck around, some of them not some, so much. Not so much. Um, but yeah, that shit is 30 years ago. Oh my God, I'm so old. It's <laughs> I'm going to cry. But it was fun to look back. No, that was good. Well, let's do this every year. There's, uh, there's other years in rock. we got so. other good years. Maybe yeah. some years better than most. We'll find a good year. And 94 will be fun too, although it will also be sad because next year it's like, uh, well, Kirk Cobain. Yeah, and they'll show that, and that'll be a whole segment. That'll yeah. Be sad, yeah, yeah. But uh, but that was fun. that was a fun uh, new well, thing. Good little detour we did. Yeah. Uh, but that's it for this episode of Music Raygun. Music Raygun is uh, hosted by me. I'm Paul. I'm Kirk. Until next time. See ya. See ya.